1: Right, guys. What's going on? Uh, you got just me to start here on the wrap-up show. Padres lose, obviously, a pair of games to the Yankees this weekend. Jim will be here, I'm told, um, working on some things in his living room right now. So Jim will be here. It is Sunday night. It's Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully, everyone's having a good weekend other than watching the Padres play the last couple of days. Uh, make your way in, as always. Please make your way in. There's a lot to get into, obviously, the way the Padres have played the last couple of days, falling now five games under 500. Half game better than Rockies in the NL West. Um, let's assess your level of concern one-third of the way through the season after Tuesday's game in Miami. So make your way in, please. Uh, let people know we are here. Please subscribe. If you're here, please smash the like button for us. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. And thank you for supporting this channel. Seriously, especially on a night like tonight. Eventually, Jim will get in here. Uh, but if you do want to support the content, we do day in and day out. We do appreciate the Super Chats. So I'll make sure to get to all of the Super Chats, as always, just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. If you want to become a member, we'd love to have you become a member as well. Click join. You'll get the custom emojis and badges by becoming a uh, a member. Padres on the Sunday afternoon, you know, early on, look decent. They lose 10-7 to the Yankees you know, Saturday, you know, had opportunities to win, led as late as the seventh inning on Saturday, had the tying run at the plate today, by the way, despite falling behind by five runs early, had the tying run at the plate in the seventh and eighth innings. Led early by a run, led also early in the second inning by two runs. So, a couple of small leads early, relinquished. U Darvish was not good. I'm not willing to say, well, that's who U Darvish is going to be this year. It's not Blake Snell. Um, but U Darvish obviously was not good. Padres, you can't allow 10 runs, obviously, and win. And then you got the health concerns. Uh, the big concerns right now for me, in addition to the way the team's playing, three and three on this trip, that's not the end of the world, but they got to get going at five games under 500. Um, but the concern is the health. I mean, Machado's out. We'll see if he comes back for Miami or if they waited off until the Padres get home. Soto sat because of back spasms or tightness or whatever it was. Bogarts is dealing with a wrist where, um, they've talked about a cortisone shot, although I think he's been, um, you know, not incentivized, but told not to do it because he's already had a cortisone shot at some point this spring. Um, and that's where you are. And your your quote unquote healthy player is a guy coming off multiple surgeries last year, at least in your big four. And Fernando Tatis Jr. has not missed a game, knock on wood, uh, since coming back from the from the suspended list, 20 games into the year. So, you know, your big four aren't fully healthy, obviously. You got guys missing time. Um, yeah, someone like Tatis obviously missed a year. He's had highs and lows, including today, getting picked off first base, um, trailing by five runs, completely inexcusable, just caught completely napping off first base and then you have the holes in the lineup that we've talked about routinely and often um throughout the course of the year and i think offensively they've been better over the last week but what do they have to show for it four and three record in their last seven games better than you know an alternative better than three and four two and five but three and three trip this miami series feels important to me they all do at this time of year to be honest with you um as we flip the calendar to june in the coming days but Miami's been good at home. They've been good overall. They're two games over 500. Most teams in the National League have played better than the Padres, including the Marlins, who have been good at home and good overall. I want to say there's something like 14-11 or 15-11 at home this year. So they've been they've been decent. They've been better than decent. And you'll see some half-decent pitching, obviously, over the course of Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday as well. So make your way in. Again, it's Memorial Day weekend. Might have a late-arriving crowd. Might have some people traveling or, you know, whatever. Enjoying time with family and friends here tonight, but we're here for Padres fans on this Sunday night. So make your way in, subscribe, smash the like button for me. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Thank you for the super chats. Again, just click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to all of the super chats. Thank you for the memberships as well. Just click join. So, you know, we can start wherever you want to start. Um, The big inning that the Padres allowed today is a bit of an aberration, and that's going to happen against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Occasionally, you know, Yankees have been good this year. They're 10 games over 500, nine or 10 games over 500. It was a really bad inning. It could have been worse if not for a Trent Grisham catch in that third inning where he went over the center field wall to pull a ball back in. Otherwise, you know, maybe it's an eight or nine run inning. Truthfully, but you, Darvis, just couldn't get out of the inning. He could not get an out um, for whatever reason. And, you know, it's the shortest outing since he had that terrible outing against the Giants to start last year, like his first, second, third outing, something like that in April. Last year, that was it. I mean, that was like his only blip last year, and he really did pitch well. So hopefully this is one of those things that will happen to any pitcher over the course of a year. Um, you know, I don't think it's time to quit on you, Darvish, because he didn't pitch well here today at Yankee Stadium. And with that being said, he's he's got to be better, obviously. There's no question about it. He had been pretty good um, prior to today. Even with today, seven runs in two and two third innings. He's got a 4-6-1, so it balloons. Um, but... We'll see if you can get that thing back under control. And once you fall behind like that, it's tough. And once you fall behind like that, you have put yourself in a position where, you know, you'll have to be perfect. And they weren't perfect, you know, in the rest of this game. They were quiet for a couple of innings. They had that back pick of Tatis. Um, They did rally in the seventh inning. They did rally, so to speak, in the eighth inning. They did present an opportunity for themselves to on nobody out, I want to say, to start. The ninth inning scratched across a run, but in the end, not enough. And I don't think there's moral victories here. I just don't. With this team now five games under 500, 24 and 29. I mean, 24 and 29 for the Padres here in 2023. That's that's tough to figure out. So let's get to some of these supers, guys. Thank you for the super chats. Really do appreciate it. Um, you can click the dollar sign in the chat box. As you know, I will get to all of the super chats. We'll interact with all of the super chats here tonight so thank you guys for that click the dollar sign below the chat box general ripper thank you for hanging out tonight he says is a longtime major league baseball fan i'm ready for robot um you know i think i'm getting to that point as well or i'm probably already at that point having again worked in professional baseball watched every single one of these games now for years and years and years um i think the umpiring is not getting better and i think the technology is putting it in a spot where it's so glaring because you have so much data available to you and with 4k television and with the data we see like on the MLB at bat app and just with everything available to us, you can see these discrepancies. They're so obvious like the at bat in this game where Tatis took a couple of strikes that were what, six inches low and in back-to-back pitches that were six inches low and in called strikes. So I think we're heading there by the way, they're using it now triple a, They've been using it at the lower level of the minor leagues. And, and Rob Manford has had this um, desire, I think, to enhance the game. And I think there's a lot of people that that agree. Now, is it going to make it a little more cookie cutter? Is it going to take away the importance of framing? Yeah. Is it going to take away the importance of a backstop defensive catcher? Yeah, to some extent, I think it will. But I'd rather they get it right. I really would. And, and right now, it's like you just don't know what you're in for. And there's this huge, you know, variables over the course of, One game to the next and even within the game and one team gets an inherent advantage over the other, whether it's intentional or not. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, again, I don't know if it's a difference in a game like this, but it doesn't help. And it feels like it's glaring. If you watch all the games, it feels like there's glaring issues with the strike zone uh, more often than not. So thank you, General Ripper, for that. Carlos, what's up, man? Good to have you in the chat as always. Hope you're doing well. Um, He says he's officially worried about making the playoffs. Like I said, pitching was great and it was bound to regress. Can't be competing constantly with seven, eight, nine being, you know, horse crap, so to speak. This is an interesting super. And thank you, Carlos, for weighing in. You know, I think I responded to someone because I asked on Twitter earlier today at John Schaefer, like, what's your level of concern? Because at 24 and 29, it's like, man, I mean, where is this team? We've talked about it. Most teams that make runs make it in this juncture. 50 games in, maybe 60 games in, not all teams. There was a 2021 Braves team that was 52 and 55, so 107 games in before they made their run. It was on the trade deadline. They made a ton of moves at the deadline and really got going. Eventually won the World Series. So it's a good example to bring up, but there's a zillion examples of teams that are 52 and 55 and never even scratch the postseason as well. So it's not that you have to make the run now, and there is a recent example of a team that's made the run much later than now, like two months from now. But a lot of the teams that did it, the um, what was it, 2019 Nationals did it at the 50-game mark. Phillies a year ago did it at like the 40-something game mark when they started making the run. There was a Dodgers team in 2018. I think it was 16 and 24, 40 games in, and made the run. So there's more examples of teams doing it at the 40-50 to 50 game threshold and getting hot as opposed to the 100-game threshold where I think you're really um, tempting fate and putting yourself up against – you know, you're putting yourself up against a wall and it becomes a lot harder in that spot. If they can't do it for 100 games, it's hard to believe that they're going to do it after 100 games for the final 50 or 60 games. So, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't think my level of concern about the Padres make the playoffs is something like a nine or a 10 right now. But do they have real work to do? Yeah, they do. Because, I mean, on one hand, they're three games out of a playoff spot. you say, well, that's absolutely nothing. On another hand, you say, well, they're three games out of a playoff spot, but they're a game and a half out of being the worst team in the National League. So they're closer to being the worst team in the National League, the Chicago Cubs, than they are to being a playoff team, like the Marlins, who right now would be in, or like the Giants, right now they'd be in. Now, those teams are two games over 500 and one game over 500, respectively. So this is not like some impossible task. It's not about the task. It's more about the team. And are the Padres looking like a team that – Is capable of going eight and one over a nine game stretch or 12 and two over a 14 game stretch to put themselves in position where they're a game or two up on the wild card? Maybe. I don't think they look like that right now. If I'm being honest, I think most people here would agree with me. They don't look like that right now. And again, they're just as capable potentially of going, you know, one and five over a six game stretch and being the worst team in the National League than going five and one over the next six games and putting themselves maybe, you know, a game out of being in a wild card spot. So, I mean, there, there's so much jockeying and positioning Carlos. And I, I, listen, I don't disagree. This is the first time I'm seriously considering the, you know, the, I don't know the, not the path really, but like the team that they've constructed here and whether it's good enough to go on a run and maintain consistent winning that they're going to put themselves in a position where they've won 86, 87, 88 games at the end of the year. And I, I don't, I can't, You know, I can't guarantee it, obviously. I don't think anyone can guarantee it. And, you know, you've played 53 games. So, what does that mean? You got 109 games left. I mean, is this a team that's going to go, you know, in 109 games, they go 60 and 49, and they've only won 84 games. So, you got to go 61 and 48, 62 and 47. That might not be good enough. 63 and 46. You're looking like it's something like this to guarantee yourself a spot. In the postseason in 2023. So, like we always say, they have work to do. I don't think it's panic time because there's so much baseball to be played that could change in a 10 day period. But I also don't think it's encouraging. I think if we're being honest, it's not encouraging that they're five games under 500 and a game and a half out from being the worst team in the National League on whatever day today is May 28th. Carlos, thank you again. Um, also, Bowmill is horrible in extra innings strategy. Yeah, you know, listen, I watched the condensed game of Saturday night, and I was um, texting back and forth with Carlos on Saturday night. I don't know the full particulars of how this played out. I know Austin Nola was a pinch hitter at some point, and that's like, well, how is that even possible? I know that they faced, who was it, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa with a base open in a tie game in the bottom of the 10th inning. That, to me, makes absolutely no sense. You want to force everywhere. There was only one out. If there's two outs, fine. With one out, it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, again, you take away margin of error by loading the bases because you can't put anyone anywhere at that point. But I think you have a better chance of winning the game with the bases loaded one out and a force everywhere and a double play intact than you do with second and third one out. So I don't understand that. Um, I've questioned his in game decision-making a lot over the last two years. I don't think as much this year as I did last year, maybe I will as we continue to see the struggles of this team. But yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't know if he's a horrible manager in terms of strategy and extra innings i don't think he's been good and i think there's reasons to question some of the decisions that he's made i think it's completely fair and legitimate i don't think he's got some perfect track record by the way i don't think many managers do if any um but i do think it's fair i do think it's fair if if people agree um what do you think Is, is melvin now someone that you're holding more accountable than previously put it in the chat if you're holding bob melvin more accountable now than maybe you were to start the year even a month ago in april Thanks again, Carlos. Um, J.D. Gacho, thank you for your super chat. He says his concern level is a five. And let us know your concern level. You can put that in the chat. You can super chat with it as well. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. He says it's a five if he was a Padres fan. J.D. Gacho is a Dodger fan, but routinely hangs out with us. So thank you, J.D. Gacho. um, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd probably put it higher than that. I wouldn't put it a 10, but I'd put it higher than a five. Because I'm watching this day in and day out, and it's not – Appealing. It's not visually appealing. I think there's, I don't think they're snake bitten at 24 and 29. I think they deserve 24 and 29. Um, I don't think it's a matter of time. I, I don't think it's some foregone conclusion. They go eight and one over a nine game period. I think it's absolutely possible with so many baseball games remaining. But I think they need not just Manny Machado coming back, but Manny Machado looking like last year. I think they need Juan Soto's health. I think they'll need Robert Suarez. I'm concerned about Xander Bogarts and I'm concerned about all these holes. Um, so my concern level is higher than five. I don't think it's eight, but could it be six, seven? Yeah, it could. What do you guys think? What's your concern level? You can put that in the chat. thank you again, JD Gaucho. James Pressey, thank you for your super chat. Really do appreciate it. Very kind and generous. He says, uh, I look at the positives today. We scored seven runs against the Yankees ace and bullpen with no Soto, Machado, and Xander. Not 100%. This team is starting to heat up. We just need to get our team 100% healthy. Um, I I think it's a a reasonable, level-headed way to look at it, James. You know, you score, although a number of those runs were unearned today. You had the Little League home run for Jose Azokar. I do think the offense has looked better over the last seven games. In fact, not just think. I know the offense has looked better over the last seven games. They've hit a flurry of home runs on this road trip. We'll see what it looks like when they get back home. But they do need this collection healthy. They're almost becoming like an NBA team where they don't play together. The Big Four have played together 18 times, and you've played 53 games. Now, 20 of that's on Tatis, but what about the other 15 games? There's 15 other examples of this team not being fully healthy with the Big Four. I'm not even talking about Suarez. I'm not talking about anyone else like Hassan Kim. I'm talking about just the Big Four. I'm not talking about Jay Cronenworth. The Big Four have played 18 times together. You times that out by three because we're one-third of the way through the season. That's 54 games. They got to get way higher than that with this group. So it's hard enough. Even with all four playing, they've had their struggles. They will need all four of those players healthy. They just have to. It's hard to forecast this team to be a postseason team. If Manny Machado misses, you know, six weeks in the second half or Fernando Tatis Jr. misses six weeks in the second half, That they're going to need the fortune of health and, They haven't necessarily had it. Some of it's on them because of the suspension, the 20-game suspension you can't do anything about. But 15 additional games are in there as well because of Machado because now you got this Soto situation. Hopefully, it's just day-to-day. Now you have a Bogarts wrist situation. Even when he is playing, he hasn't been fully healthy. Um, So that's concerning to me, their health. Now, I'm with you. I think the team's offense has been better, and I think they need to get him healthy. But like, will they get this team healthy? I think is at least a question that we can ask ourselves, you know, is this team with Bogarts with the wrist Soto with the back Machado with the hand Tatis with his history going to be healthy enough for the next 109 games. Let's hope, let's hope they will be, but unfortunately that's something we're unable to guarantee. Um, But I think it's a really good super James. I think it's a good point. I mean, I think you can look at this from a, a positive prism if you want to, because I think the road trip has not been, it hasn't been overly great. It hasn't been overly terrible. I think if you're looking at it unbiasedly, you'd say through six games, three and three and playing three of those games, at Yankee stadium, it's not the end of the world. But when you consider where you started the trip, which is five games under 500, you need to find a way to bottle something up and just play good on both sides, so to speak, or get good starting pitching and good hitting right? Get good defense and good pitching, get good relief pitching and good starting pitching. It's like, we keep saying the one step forward, two step back stuff. It's just not good enough for this team. And I don't, you know, I don't fully understand why it's occurring. I don't fully understand why it's not turning over. So to speak, I don't understand fully why it doesn't look like there's this ridiculous sense of urgency. Um, but you know, you, you kind of, if you're a Padre fan, you have to trust in the fact that they've got the talent that will put themselves in a position where, you know, they can they can rattle off an eight and one stretch. I mean, they they, they went nine and four over 13 games and Tatis came back. They can do it. So, you know, nine and four for the next 13 games will get this team to 500. Uh, they'd also be approaching the halfway point of the season at that point and they'd still have work to do. But have they buried themselves? No, but then again, no team has really technically buried themselves. The Cubs, 22 and 30. The Nationals, 23 and 30, those teams are one and a half and one games back of the Padres, respectively. So no team has really buried themselves, but that's because of the expanded wild card, um, which is the good and the bad of it. I think the good is you can make a run over the course of a week and change your season. The bad of it is you're no better off than really any team in the National League right now. All right, let's get back to it. Guys, if you're here, please subscribe. Uh, If you are here live or on replay, please subscribe. Please smash the like button for me. Please follow us on Twitter. At John Schaefer, and we really do appreciate the Supers. Um, thank you for your support of the channel. It's a great way to show your support. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. We will get to all of the Supers here tonight. And again, thank you, James, for your Super Chat. I'm going to get back to the Supers and Carson in a moment. Do want to remind our viewers about our very, very Generous partners as well, like our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Like we always say, without our viewers, we can't do this. Without our partners, we can't do this. Like our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show, Mark Nimitz, who's a lifelong Padres fan, a native San Diegan, a huge supporter of this channel, a local business. And if you like the work we do day in and day out, please check out Mark Nimitz by getting in contact with him. You can get to this link that's on your screen by clicking the link that's in the description down below on YouTube or if you're watching right now on the podcast. Click the link down below if you want to get to the podcast, which is just the audio edition of the show. But I've got a homeowner's policy, an earthquake policy, and a life insurance policy through Mark because he makes everything so simple and easy. It's so affordable. You can switch to Mark. You can save $750 or more. We could all save that kind of money. He saved my family thousands of dollars in 2022 when we had a flood in our kitchen uh, with the claim that he was able to put together for us. So, Mark, thank you. And for our uh, viewers and listeners, please make sure to get in contact with Mark Nemitz because he'd love to talk to you about the Padres and he would love to talk to you about saving you money on your insurances. And the next time you have a renewal or if you're looking for a new policy, get in contact with Mark. Don't just send the renewal back in or check the box, get in contact with Mark. He will make it simple. Trust me. he is a great insurance agent. he will have everything taken care of and he's going to save you money and time. And you're going to support this channel as well. So thank you, Mark, for your support, your longtime support of the wrap up show. All right, guys, Padres lose to the Yankees 10-7 after losing in extras. Have they won a game in extras? I want to say no. 0-5, 0-6 this year in extra innings. That's a concern. A good team should be good in close games, and the Padres have not necessarily been that team in the first third of the season. Let's get back to Carson. Um, thank you for the super, Carson. He says, from your experience, what makes a pitcher implode? Well, I think there's a million variables, you know, um, whether it is – You know, giving credit, obviously, to the offense you're facing, like the Yankees, and they have a formidable lineup. The ballpark you're pitching in, um, your feel in that individual game, your velocity, um, luck, right? So I think there's a million factors. I really do. I mean, Darvish Darvish has stuff where he's capable of going, you know, eight scoreless innings. He's also proven over parts of the last three years that there are days he's very hittable. And he's prone to the long ball. We know that. And, you know, you have to trust the fact that overall, Zapadre, he's been good. But he's had games like this. And most pitchers do. When you make 30-plus starts, most pitchers will have a game like this. I think the ingredients were there. It was ripe for something like this. A couple of reasons. Yankee Stadium, this lineup, warm day, right? I mean, it can happen. And, again, you make 30 starts. And Darvish has kind of been battling through, you know, back tightness or you know the way they used him early on because of the wbc not being built up to start the year so it's not been a perfect year there's no question about it and then you face a lineup with glaber torres and aaron judge and anthony rizzo and dj LeMayhew and harrison bader and you can find yourself in a game like this and it was a one bad inning but one bad inning can be the difference between winning and losing couldn't get out of the inning and you know Padres didn't deserve to win based on the way you Darvish pitched in this game. And it could have been worse if you watched, if not for the play by Trent Grisham in center field, this absolutely could have been worse. So I think there's a a million factors and I don't think it's solely a mark on, you know, the, the abilities of a pitcher. I think there's aces that'll have a game like this. I think there's five, number five starters or spot starters that can have games like this as well. I think um, most pitchers are prone to it over the course of a year, a really bad outing. And there might be a pitcher or two that can avoid it. And those guys sometimes find themselves winning Cy Young. So I'm not overly concerned with the way Udara's pitched today. I would be overly concerned. Um, I would be overly concerned if this continues, if they get back home and he pitches like this at Petco Park in his next start. Um, Let's see here. Let me get back to some of the comments that are rolling in. It's hard for me to keep up with the comments doing this show solo. So I do appreciate it when the supers come in, I can see those that come in, in a separate area here on the uh, software that I'm using. So just click the dollar sign below the chat box. So I can see something like this from JD gotcha Thank you, JD who says uh, Yankee fans were moaning about Tatis's collision with Anthony Rizzo. I saw nothing bad. What about you? I, I see no issue with it at all. Um, it's kind of like a stab slide when, you stay up, which sometimes gives you just a good of a chance of reaching uh, back safely as opposed to sliding in. The reason I say that is sometimes you can avoid the tag by staying up as opposed to going low, and the tag is already kind of on your body. And you know how elusive Tatis can be, that sometimes you can just kind of get that foot in there by stabbing at the bag, and for whatever reason, he was way off first. I mean, and when you consider the circumstance, what the score was at the time, what was an 8-3 game. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper.
0: But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You can't be... You're asking for trouble doing something like that. You've got to... Weigh the risk and the reward. The risk is okay, um, a base potentially or aggressive base running, and the um, you know that's the reward. Excuse me, the risk is losing it out. Um, So, you know, it was, you know, I I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, they've had boneheaded plays, and they become more glaring when the team isn't good. It's like it feels like they're not cohesive or fully dialed in. I'm not going to put the entire loss on Fernando Tatis Jr. That's stupid. It's completely dumb. But you're sitting there watching, and what gives you the best chance of you know coming back into a game? You know, utilizing your outs. You know, not giving anything away. And they gave one out there, um, stupidly. They gave that away stupidly there from Fernando Tatis Jr. You can't be 25 feet off first base just because you're fast and you think you're not going to get backpicked because you're Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, In regards to the contact with Rizzo, I don't think it has anything to do with Tatis. You know, Rizzo's fielding, Tatis is getting back to the bag. I I don't see how it has anything to do with Tatis. I saw Rizzo, his immediate reaction, he was upset with Tatis. Um, I guess there's that visceral reaction, I understand it, if you get hurt on a play like that, but I don't see how that has anything to do with Fernando Tatis Jr. It was not dirty, it was not with intent, and um, that's not a reason to get upset with Tatis A reason to get upset with Tatis is if you're a Padre fan, you cannot afford to give up outs on the bases, trailing by five runs. Inexcusable. Cannot happen. It's happened way too often with this team. Way too often with this team. Uh, Let's see here, guys. And thank you again, J.D. Gaucho, for that. Um, In regards to where Jim is, the update is... He does his show in his living room, and remember, Jim doesn't live alone. I mean, he's got his fiance obviously. He also lives with roommates who are good friends of of his and Aaron's. But you know, there's nights like it's Memorial Day weekend, so I think they're just like hanging out in the living room. So he thought he could be here a little earlier. He might be here a little later. It's like both of us don't have our own offices. I do this in my like dining room, to be honest with you. My kitchen is to my right. Uh, you know, sliding glass doors to my left. Couch is directly in front of my face right now um, my wife is upstairs my son is sleeping in the room to my right as well so it's not always ideal um you know we wish we each had offices we wish we could do this um anytime we wanted um every single day of the week which we basically do but there's some nights where it gets a little tricky my son might be sick he might have friends of his in the living room so hopefully we'll get here at some point later on if not it's memorial day weekend he's got people at his place he doesn't have an office um, if someone wants to purchase an office for the wrap up show, we would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen though. And we're not asking for that either. Um, let's see here. Yeah, exactly. No, I wish we did. I wish we did. Um, no, maybe if it was like 1990 and like radio is radio as they say. Um, but in 2023, unfortunately that is not, that is not the case. <laughs> James, thank you. Appreciate it. We're not really asking for that. Um, to be honest with you, I really like the way Odor has played. I do. Um, it's encouraging. He's playing with confidence. Home run today. Um, I'm not enamored by his defense, but I like his bat, and they need his bat, especially with some of these guys out over the course of the last couple of weeks as well, including Manny. So you know, Odor's been a been a positive. He has. Um, his bat's playing right now, and hopefully that continues. That could be really valuable, to be honest. If they get real production out of Ruknet Odor and then you can get this team healthy around him, and you can get something from the rest of this lineup occasionally as well, you know, you can you can stumble into scoring, and, and they've scored. They've been able to score for the better part of the last seven games. You'd have to look at you know their average run total in the last seven games, probably in the neighborhood of six runs per game. It's so at least in that neighborhood, maybe just a tick below it, but I think they're right around um, six runs per game in their last seven games, which is encouraging considering where they were prior. We know they've been way better on the road offensively than they have at home. I'm still worried about that. They'll get back next week. We'll be talking about the weather and Petco Park, and it's the best pitching ballpark in America, and the ball doesn't travel for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, obviously the eight-year 160, I I get it. (laughs) I mean, nobody wants this guy to be on 2023, to be honest with you, but if you can catch lightning in the bottle and he can perform for 100 games, um, and I don't know if we'll be able to do that, but if he can – Help you if he can help you for the next 100 games or even a portion of the next 100 games. A little bit like the um, Alfaro situation last year. I think odor got way more upside offensively than Alfaro. I thought Alfaro had the clutch gene last year. This team's not clutch. We should talk about that as well again here today. Because once again, yes, you have a series where you were able to score a little bit. Friday night was encouraging. Today was encouraging on, on offense. But they didn't hit with men in scoring position again. Four for nineteen in the series, which by their standards was a tick better. It was four for 20 is 200. So what was it? Two twenty. But they just haven't had that one breakout series. You know, eight hits with men in scoring position, or that one breakout game. They just haven't had that, and we continue to bang that drum. And I think it's reasonable to bang that drum because it just has been a big reason why the team is where they are, which is five games you know, under 500. But the the runners in scoring position thing is a huge problem. Um, And it might be the biggest problem right now because, again, offensively, they're getting a little more. They're getting more power. They've hit some home runs on this road trip, a big number of home runs. Home run numbers are way up on this road trip. But, again, clutch hitting. Again, tying run at the plate in the seventh inning, tying run at the plate in the eighth inning, two on, nobody out. In the ninth inning, you're waiting for that big, big hit, that RBI double into a gap uh the home run with two on right shoot you take the single up the box with runners at second and third and i don't understand why it hasn't happened just like you don't understand just like bob melvin doesn't understand if anyone i mean i understand it but it's it's hard to explain because they have the worst hitting team with men in scoring position in the history of baseball if the season ended today believe it or not so, and I agree with you, Chad. I do. I mean, until the runners in scoring position numbers change, this team will not be making a run. I, I agree. I mean, you can win a, any single game without hitting with men in scoring position. You can get good pitching. You can hit two solo home runs. I mean, you can hit two, two run home runs. You could have a double in the gap with a runner at first. I mean, things can happen. You can win one nothing. You can win 10 nothing without hitting with men in scoring position, but not consistently. You can't consistently win if you don't hit in no those spots. It just, it doesn't work like that. It just really does not um, work like that. Um, All right, guys, I want to get back to the chat. I'm going to get back to the Supers. Thank you for the Supers, guys. Just click the dollar sign in the chat box. I want to thank our partners like Aura, ORA.organic. They have a Memorial Day weekend sale that ends tomorrow. You can use promo code HELLOSUMMER in all caps. Again, HELLOSUMMER. And get 25% off your order at ORA.organic. Again, 25% off with the code HELLOSUMMER in all caps. This is an amazing company. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diegan. He's also a... um, Aura has offices right here in San Diego. He's also a lifelong Padres fan. If you support this channel, please support our partners like Aura. They are a plant-based nutritional supplement company. I take their probiotic every single day. So does my wife now. I do it for digestion, heart health, mental clarity, and more. They have pre-workout supplements for you. They have supplements and proteins for after workouts. They have omega-3 oils if you take a fish oil. They have sleep pills and they have immunity pills and they have many more products as well. You can go to ora.organic or click the link in the description down below on YouTube or if you're listening to us on the podcast as well, the link is in there too. So ora.organic. If you support this channel, please support our local partners that do business in our community that support the San Diego Padres, our Padres fans like our buddy Will at Ora. Go to ora.organic. Again, ora.organic or click the link in the description down below. Let me take a sip of water. All right. Day in and day out, man. This this has been this has been a grind. I mean, this has really been a grind. And I don't think it's complete panic time. I don't. I'll let you know when I think it's complete panic time. Um, I've said before, if they get out into deep waters, which I would say is eight games under 500, I would have serious concerns about them digging out of it. I just don't know if they have the ability to do that. Um, I have liked that they've shown more fight recently, even when they've trailed, but you know, this isn't a moral victory game when you're paying, you know, your team payroll, 200 plus million dollars in your third and payroll. So I don't really get enamored with the you know, showing fight, although I didn't think they showed fight for the better part of the first two months of the season. Um, but you gotta, you gotta question whether if they, you know, lose a series in Miami and then come home and struggle in a six game homestand, if they can dig out of that. You know, if they go one and two in this three game series and then they come home and go two and four and they're eight under and they're over 60 games in, I'd have some real concerns. And at that point, I'd probably say it's time to question. If this team is the team that we think is capable of making any type of run, to be honest with you. So, with that being said, it's right now. I said it was a make make or break road trip. I still feel that way now. I don't think they're going to make it or break it because I think they're going to five you know middle their way through it. They'll be either five and four, four and five, and that won't make or break their season alone. I think if they went two and seven, it could have. I think if they went seven and two, it could have. Neither of those things are going to happen at this point. They could still go six and three if they win three straight. They could still go three and six if they lose three straight, but I, you know, I keep saying it. And the only reason I'm putting off make or break is because they're playing like 500 baseball. If they go one way or the other, we can start having conversations about this team. But if these next eight, nine games are three and six, that's really concerning, especially when you consider the opponent. And um, I I don't know if they're going to find their way out of that. To be honest, eight, nine games under 500, you know, fourth, fifth place in this division You got some real work to do. Again, they'd have plenty of time, but I mean, everyone here, I think a lot of people would agree with that. If they get eight, nine games under 500, based on everything we've seen this year, do you believe this is the team that's going to turn eight or nine under to 15 over? I mean, that is some, you got to have a lot of faith. You know, you got to have a lot of faith to see a team going eight or nine under to 15 to 20 over in less than a hundred games. And I hope they're capable of doing it. I hope they don't get eight under. But it's like they're playing with fire sitting in this five-game under 500 threshold and with what they have coming up, um, including at Miami, where they're going to see Alcantara, right? Let me see. Tuesday pitching matchup. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see Alcantara. He struggled to start this year, but that's still scary. And you can see Lazardo, Jesus Lizardo in the series finale on Thursday. So this is not some easy task coming up in Miami. It's not. And they'll do real work to win the series. I mean, that'll be a very good series if the Padres can win it. They've won one series in the last seven. I mean, they won one series in the month of May, essentially. Well, two. First series of May and, you know, the series prior to the Yankees there. Um, So we'll see. I I think it's an important series. They all are right now with this team, five games um, under 500. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say it's time to panic if they get eight or nine under, you know? Um, That's funny, Michael. Is there a post-wrap-up show with the White Sox? Feels like you guys should do a collab with them if there is shared misery. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of teams that have you know, YouTubers or radio guys or people that I think most teams do, to be honest. I think some teams have more than others. You know, we've been doing it for four years, two years on, on YouTube, two years on the radio before that. Um, Cause we thought there was an interest. And obviously there's been a ton of interest in the Padres over the last four years and even beyond that. But um yeah, that's not a bad idea to be honest with you, Michael <laughs> to do a collab. It's not a bad idea at all. Um, Is Gary Sanchez DFA'd or released? Would, would they technically right now have to make a move for him or has he been released? I don't even know. Does he have to clear waivers? I don't know what the situation is. I, they'll make a move at catchers, hopefully sooner rather than later. It's been too long. Uh, they will make a move at catcher. And I'm with you on Gary Sanchez. I would, I would, Whatever you, it takes, if it's a signing, if it's a waiver situation, if it's a trade, whatever it is, I mean, you need to try here. You need to try to do better than what you have. Um, a catcher right now. You really do. Um, let's see here. As we look through the uh, chat, guys, if you're here, please uh, subscribe. If you're here live or on replay, please do subscribe. Smash the like button for us if you wouldn't mind, even though the Padres lost. Thank you for the supers as well. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. Um, let's see here. I mean, is that even a factor, though? I mean, has this team been that good defensively? They've thrown out a few runners here recently. I think Sullivan did it by Saturday or Sunday. But to me, that's not much of a factor right now. I mean, I, yeah, sure, framing, calling games, okay. Okay, but I don't know. I think it's worth a risk. you got a catching position hitting 150, you know? Uh, JD's third with something, man. He says, I think we're in denial. John, if we... Have a chance of playoffs, so do the Rockies. They're three and a half games out of the wild card. We're a half. Game. Well, every team. Yeah, I said that earlier. I mean, every team. That's the thing. No team is out of it. But that doesn't mean necessarily you're in a good spot. There is not one team, not one team in the National League that's out of it. Not one. Now, you might look at a roster and say, well, the Rockies aren't going to make the postseason or the Nationals aren't going to make the postseason. But just by you know the numbers, by the stats, nobody is out of it. There's no Oakland. If there was an Oakland National League, you'd say they're out of it. But there's no Oakland. Um, if there was a Kansas city in the national league, maybe you would say they're out of it, but there's no Kansas city. So there's bad teams. Um, Padres included right now, based on the way they've played, but the Padres are capable of being better. You would think in the long run than Colorado, you would think with still more than hundred games in front of this team. Um, but it, I mean, you're three games out. Yeah. I know there's a lot of teams between you and a wildcard team, but three games. I mean, it's not 13. If they, if they fall 13 out of the wildcard, it seems over. I would tell you that if they fall, nine games out of the wild card, you're probably at a point where the season's over because you're going to have like eight teams between you and you're going to need to play like perfect baseball. Um, Three remains manageable. Four would remain manageable. And then again, this is the deep water conversation I've had. You get five, six out of wild card and you got five, six teams in front of you. Then you start getting into a tricky spot, a very tricky spot. Um, They're not there yet, in my opinion. This team is more than capable of making the postseason, but this team is also more than capable of missing the postseason. I think we would all agree with that assessment. I really do. Um, yeah, and that's the problem. That's the deep water problem. You know, I mean, they are far off from being nine games out of the wild card. To be honest with you, I mean, it would take at least, you know, I mean, it would take a fifteen game stretch of three and twelve probably to get nine games out. So you're a couple of weeks away from from that. <laughs> Hopefully, a lot longer. Hopefully, we don't have to witness them going three and twelve over that stretch. So saw someone asking about Melvin. I mean, we have this conversation each and every day. Bob Melvin's not going anywhere. Um, not by, you know, he's not being forced out. Bob Melvin will not be, is not going to be let go. For what? For what in-season change? You know, this isn't the Joe Girardi, Rob Thompson, 2022 Phillies. It isn't. You're going to be motivated to go play for Ryan Flaherty as opposed to Bob Melvin. You're not going to make any higher mid-season. You're going to play for an interim manager. If you make that move, you might not think Bob Melvin is the long-term manager for the Padres, which he probably isn't in his sixties. He's probably not going to manage this club for more than another year or two. If I was guessing, you know, I mean, I think max would be, you know, two, three years beyond 2023. I'd be very surprised if he managed this team beyond two, three years from now, but in 2023, he's your manager. And I, I, would think he'd be one of the last to go. I mean, even if they went in the tank, I'd be very surprised if Bob Melvin wasn't managing this team to conclude 2023. They'd have to go fully in the tank. I mean, and still, I, I, don't, I don't think that that was going to warrant him being let go. Um, I don't think A.J. Preller is going anywhere, regardless of how the season goes. I just don't because of Peter Seidler's faith. In A.J. Preller, so I don't think A.J. Preller goes anywhere. I don't think Bob Melvin goes anywhere. I think it's a bad look on Preller if Melvin goes. He then puts more attention on himself because he hired Bob Melvin. Um, He's already made a number of managerial changes over the last handful of years. I do not, there's no scenario. I mean, I say no scenario. There are very few scenarios where Bob Melvin is not managing um, at the end of 2023. It's the way I look at it right now. That's how I look at it. Um, all right, guys. I do want to remind you about our partners at Underdog Fantasy. You can use promo code PodsWrap P A D S W R A P and get a one hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars on your first deposit. This is the easiest place to play fantasy sports, daily drafting and contesting and pickums. You can win twenty times your money in a single night playing pickums at UnderdogFantasy.com. Again, UnderdogFantasy.com with insurance. You can get one wrong, you can still win ten times your money playing. Pick them. Again, Underdog Fantasy or the Underdog Fantasy app. Double your first deposit up to $100 by using promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. That is P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Here's what's going on right now at Underdog Fantasy. They got MLB drafts for Monday going on right now. Drafts starting at $3 per entry. Okay? And you can enter right now. Here's the thing. The best part about Underdog Fantasy is after the draft, you set it and forget it. There's no lineup setting. There are no transactions. There are no waivers. Underdog Fantasy takes care of it all. The best part of fantasy sports is the draft, and you get to participate in the draft, and after the draft, you wipe your hands of it. You can also be playing daily pickums, which I'm doing essentially every single day, and you can combine sports. And by the way, they're giving you a free pick for tomorrow. Look at this special up here. Higher or lower, Jalen Brown, a half point. You've already got one free pick. It's Jalen Brown. You only have to get one additional pick right to win three times your money. Think about that. If you've been on the fence about Underdog Fantasy, tonight's the night to play. They're giving you a free pick, Jalen Brown. Use promo code Pods Wrap. We're giving you a free double of your deposit, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, at underdogfantasy.com. All you have to do other than that is get one additional higher or lower correct to win. Let's go with, let's see here. Let's go with higher on Shohei Otani at the White Sox. Eight and a half fantasy points. By the way, you can see how to win the fantasy points right here. So it's all laid out. And then let's do this. Let's make a $50 wager. And it's as simple as that. Simple as that. That pays $150. $50 pays $150. They're giving you a free, free pick with Jalen Brown tomorrow. So sign up right now. You get the free pick them. You get one right, and you can turn 50 bucks into $150. Plus, you get to double your first deposit by using promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Again, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You can go to underdogfantasy.com right now. I will put a link in the chat. I don't know the answer on that, Hayden, Um, but you'll be told if you have the app, um, or if you go to underdogfantasy.com, because it uses location. So just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. So um, I'm not particular. Obviously, it's legal in the state of California. I'm not overly particular with the other states, Hayden. But thank you for asking. I do appreciate that. Um, this is completely different, James. This is, this is um, fantasy. This is fantasy. This is contesting. So this is different. So you can go to underdogfancy.com. You'll need your location on, or you can just download the app. And with the app on your phone, they'll know your location, of course, as well. So thank you, guys, for your support of our partners. Seriously, I mean, we can't do this without your support of our partners. Simple as that. Um, we are unable to do this without your support of our partners. So thank you uh, for that. Let me get back to the Supers. Um, and this from J.D. Gacho. He says it's off topic. Again, if you guys want to contribute, if you want to weigh in. Appreciate the Super Chats. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you're here on replay, I think a lot of you will be with it being Memorial Day weekend, especially with it being a Monday off day as well. And the next game not being until Tuesday. Um, we appreciate the Super Thanks as well. You can click the Super Thanks below the video. Um, J.D. Goucher says, off topic, who's winning Game 7, Heat or Celtics? I mean, obviously, Game 6 was like an all-time ending, an all-time classic, where you had Heat fans thinking they won but the Celtics scored literally. I mean, the shot leaves whomever's hands with 0.1 seconds left. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Your season is over if that shot is 0.1 second later, and now you live to see a game seven at home. I mean, obviously, the Celtics have all the momentum in the world, and no team has ever done this, come back from 3 nothing down. So you would think that the Celtics have a clear advantage, but there's something about Miami that with Jimmy Butler, it's hard to count them out. Um, I think I'm hoping it's a really good game. I know the Celtics will be at least a handful of point favorite, you would think, at home. In the game seven, I just hope it's a good game because we thought this thing was going to be a sweep and now you might get Celtics Nuggets. And then who knows, Celtics might win the NBA Finals after coming back from 3-0 down. So um, I'm rooting for a good game. I would think the Celtics would win a close game, but I'm rooting for a good game tomorrow. What do you think, J.D. Gaucho? You Uh, you can just comment in the chat down below. All right, let me get back to uh, the chat. Again, the Padres lose on Saturday in extras 3-2 where there were some opportunities, obviously, for the Padres late. They couldn't hold a 2-1 lead in the seventh inning. And then today they fall behind big, seven-run third inning for the Yankees. Padres did threaten, did make it a game, did have tying run at the plate in the seventh and eighth inning, did have two on nobody out in the ninth inning, but eventually fall 10-7 in this one. Um, Let's see here. Carson, what's going on, man? I don't know if he's talking to You're probably talking to me since my name is technically Jonathan. I don't have an H though. I don't have an H in my name. I do appreciate it, Carson. Appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate your support of the channel. Carson's here all the time. I'm um, always weighing in with the super chats. I really do appreciate that, Carson. And uh, hello to everyone here as well tonight. Um, let's see here. Yeah, the AJ conversation. I mean, listen, we'll have full conversations on AJ Preller at the end of the season and Bob Melvin at the end of the season, and all the individual players. And of course, we talk about each and every day as well. You know how these guys are playing and and how it's trending. So I'm happy to have those conversations. I don't think you typically have a conversation on a GM that was in the NLCS last year based on 53 games, but we will obviously judge. And there's markers. You know, July 4th is a marker. Labor Day is a marker. End of the season is, of course, your marker as well. Um, To see how these, you know, executives and managers and players have performed. Um, You know, I just look at what happened here today in the box score. Tatis has struggled. Um, Did homer twice in the series, but 0 for 4 today. His OPS is 766. This is a 950 career OPS hitter. It's 766 this year. Jay Cronenworth has really struggled. Uh, Did homer here today. Xander Bogarts, I mean... It's not looked anything like we saw for the first 25 or 30 games. His OPS is down to 742. Matt Carpenter's been awful. Rugnet O'Dor has heated up as we know. Um Hassan Kim has had moments. There's no question about it. Trent Christian has absolutely struggled, made a brilliant defensive play in this game. Jose Zokar has been awful offensively. I know he had the little league home run. Austin Nola has been awful as bad as any player in baseball offensively. And Brett Sullivan's been terrible. So, you know, the offense has not been near good enough. And Not having Juan Soto obviously is a huge problem. Not having Manny Machado obviously is a huge problem. This is not their A lineup. We all know that. Um, So hopefully they'll have that as soon as Tuesday. They may or may not. Um, Listening to some of Bob Melvin's postgame comments left me wondering if Manny Machado would come back on Tuesday. I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's fully guaranteed. So they might be cautious. They understand that there is still, they're going to need him to be fully healthy as opposed to partially healthy to probably make the run that they're envisioning at some point sooner rather than later. And I'm kind of all for getting him fully healthy. Of course, not if it's too late, um, but I'm all for getting him too healthy. Um, but again, you get eight, nine under and it's like, are you going to have enough time? I think they'll have enough time, but are they going to be the team to be able to get, to get out of that spot? Um Let's see here. Yeah, I mean I think Manny can make the lineup gel if Manny plays like he did for most of 2022. I think if Manny is still the player we saw in um you know 2023 before the injury, then unfortunately that's not going to be enough to make this team gel. So he's going to have to not only play, but he's going to have to play to his ability because if he plays down, then there are still problems. And we know even with four you know, quote-unquote stars in the lineup. That alone is not enough to make this thing entirely go. So um, I think what the Padres need is Manny Machado healthy now. I think that's what they need. They need Manny Machado healthy and performing now. I don't think they need Manny Machado just to put him in the lineup if he's going to be a sub-700 OPS player. Um, Mark, what's going on, man? Good to have you here. Um, but, yes, they need him back. It's, I think he went on May 15th. But you're talking about a break, hairline fracture. So, I mean, you can't really do anything to make that heal. He's been doing some baseball activities. I want to say he's been hitting to some extent in a cage. He's been doing more. Um, obviously, he's from Miami. But, you know, if the difference is Miami 80% or San Diego back home three or four days from now, 100%, I think they'll lean on the 100%. But, yeah, they need they need Manny. They need him fully healthy. And they need him when he comes back to have a 15-game stretch that's going to carry this team to an 11 and four record. That's what they need. So I'll take the 11 and four, even if we have to wait three days when it comes to Manny Machado. But man, they need him and they need to make sure whatever's going on with Soto is nothing that is recurring or problematic over the course of the entirety of the season because they need him playing the way he's played here in the month of May. They really do. And again, support Mark, click the link in the Um, description down below you'll get to Mark Nimitz's website he's the title sponsor of the wrap up show he will save you money on your insurance he's an amazing insurance agent take it from me I've got homeowners earthquake and life insurance through Mark Nimitz San Diegan lifelong Padres fam Um, this is hilarious Isaac so he says Jim is the Scotty Pippen in this partnership MJ John yeah somewhere Jim is probably gonna like come into this chat later and be like I completely carry this channel um, John's horrible so the thing with Jim we we're talking about this earlier Mark you know he doesn't do this he does this in his living room and it's a holiday weekend and he doesn't live alone right it's not just him and Aaron he also lives with roommates and his roommates are in the living room tonight because it's this holiday weekend and I think they're just hanging out so he thought they'd be either out or like in their room in the 930 range because he always does this at 930. We always do it at 930 Pacific, roughly 930, 940, or when the Padres game ends at home. But um, I think his room is being used, so he doesn't really have anywhere to go. So if he – we need to – Mark, we need to get Jim in office is what we need to do. We need to get me in office. So that, that's really what we need to do. Um, Let's see here, guys. See, here's what I want to do while we have a moment, while we have a moment, I, I meant to share this earlier. This is actually really, really cool. Um, let me pull this up because the link is pinned in the top of the chat. I'll put the link in as well. Okay. That's not exactly the perfect graphic, but you can't see me. So, um, it's kind of funny. So here's the deal. If you want that Fernando Tatis Jr. big head bobblehead We've told you about so many of these bobbleheads that have all sold out. You need to act now. I'll put the link in the chat. If you want that Fernando Tatis Jr. big head bobblehead, you need to act now by clicking the link that I just put in the chat or it's pinned at the top of the chat. If you use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10 in all caps, you'll get 10% off your entire order no matter what you're picking up. Promo code WRAPUPSHOW10. That's 1-0. thats one 0 wrapupshow you get 10% off your entire order. This just came out this morning at 11 a.m. There are 222 of them. This will sell out. In fact, I haven't even looked today. This item could already be sold out. If you want this item, act now. This is a great gift for the Padres fan in your life. The Tatis and Soto stuff go like wildfire. Really cool item, 10% off. Click the link right now in the chat or pinned at the top of the chat. There's also a link in the description down below. Our partnership with FOCO. This is a limited edition, there are 222. When it's gone, it is gone. It's the Fernando Tatis Jr. Big Head Bobblehead. The other ones we told you about, the Tatis City Connect, the Soto City Connect. There have been others, uh, Machado, I think, Mexico City Series. There have been so many of these. Um, great products. Really, the attention to detail is unbelievable on these things. If you want them, grab it right now. Click that link in the chat. Pick it up. Use promo code Show 10 Show 10 Get 10% off your entire order. All right. Let me, um, I should probably move that, right? Or should I just leave it up for the entire show? I just leave that there. <laughs> so I can do whatever I want if I leave that there. I think I should take it down probably. Would you rather see Fernando Tatis Jr. Big Head or my head? Both bobble. That bobbles. my bobbles as well. I'll take it down. Me again. What's up, guys? Um, what else? What else? What else? Put put in the chat. Next handful of comments. Put in the chat. We can get if there's something I'm missing. If there's something you want to talk about, we got another handful of minutes. So put it in the chat if there's something you want to um comment on. Uh, let's see. Yeah, absolutely, James. Be safe. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you to our troops, those that have served, those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, those that are serving. Thank you, guys. Always thinking about you, especially on a weekend like this. Oh, thank you, Brisk. Appreciate that. Underdog Fantasy. Appreciate the support of the partner. Seriously, I mean, I I don't know how we can do this if you don't support Mark Nimitz, if you don't support Aura, if you don't support Underdog, if you don't support FOCA, we can't do this. So... Mark is our title sponsor. Seriously, when you have an insurance need, you got a renewal, you got a new policy you, you want to quote on, he's got free quotes for you. And he'll talk to you about the Padres' struggles, and he'll save you money. So if you want to save money, contact Mark Tuesday morning. Um, Mark asking about Darvish today, what was up. Never seen him that bad. Uh, he's had outings like that, Mark. They're few and far between. Remember the April start last year against the Giants in San Francisco? Now it was cold. We used that as an excuse. And we've heard before that Darvish is not as good in cold weather. That was not the case here today. He was awful in that giant start, and he was really good last year. Like that was the only start like that all year last year. I'm just going to assume it's a, it's a one-start thing. Um, my concern would be, again, his, his buildup to start the year and the fact that he's been tweaked up a little bit. Like he's left games a little early a couple of times because of his back. So am I worried about his health? Not yet. But if Mark, if we get back to back starts like this, or if he leaves his next start early, or if he over the next two or three starts just doesn't have that crisp outing where he's going more like, you know, five and a third or five and two thirds as opposed to six, seven innings, if he's allowing three runs, not to, like I need to see two, three good outings in a row from you, Darvish. I'm not concerned yet. I am worried about his back. Um, I mean, they got him for the next seven years. So I'm not, I can't be worried about his age, although he's a veteran pitcher. But uh, right now, I'm not going to worry. But I think there's reasons to have like your antennas up. With you, Darvish, I think this is a one-off. It happened occasionally in 2021. Actually, it did happen in 2021 before they shut him down. Remember when they started uh, checking for sticky stuff? He had this happen a lot over his final month of the season. He was not good. Um, And then last year, the Giants started, and then this year he's had this. So is it cause for alarm? No. If we see it again, um, yeah, then you have to wonder and you have to ask yourself what's going on with Darvish. Was, we've been talking a little bit about this as well, Mark. I mean, you have the Gary Sanchez situation where he's either been DFA'd or released, and I think that's at least a plausible option. Um, I think at the deadline, you will have some options, potentially, if you look towards teams that are out of it. There's not going to be a million because of the expanded postseason, but there'll be at least some options when you get closer to the deadline. Um, before the deadline, I mean, there are June trades. You don't get May trades, typically, but there could be June trades. Um, but you know, this like, Hey, can you get a Salvador Perez? Hey, can you get a Yasmani Grandal? I mean, I don't know if they can. I mean, there's going to be other teams that might have interest. Um, and I really don't know. I mean, I think if you're a team like Kansas city, you're going to want a lot for the captain of your team and like a holdout from a team that won the world series. And, you know, are the Padres going to be willing to pay a lot or able to pay a lot? a catcher at the deadline. How many catchers are we talking about? You're talking about starting catchers for teams that are out of it. That's only going to be at most a handful of catchers in baseball. So I don't think they have any good options. The options could improve when we get closer to the trade deadline, but you're talking about another 50 games. So at that point, if you're hundred games in and you keep playing like this, you got real concerns about Whether you can even change your season by – I mean, you're not going to change your season, right? I mean, you add a catcher. I don't think you're going to change the fortune of your season. But I do agree you need to add a catcher, and you need to improve a catcher. I don't don't think it's going to be the end-all, be-all. But 150 collective hitting from that position for 50-something games is crazy. And, I mean, you can't have that black hole and expect to be – again, you got black holes up and down your lineup – and it's hard to be consistently good on offense when you have black holes like that. And again, I think they've been a good job. They've done a good job to mask it over the last seven games. But am I worried about when they get back to Petco Park and it's 60 degrees and, and cloudy and it's hard to hit? Shoot. I'm still here. <laughs> Sorry about it. is this thing still? We're still can someone confirm someone confirm we're still streaming by saying we're still live? Someone confirm that we're still streaming by saying you can see me. Okay. JD just said few. You guys can see me, right? If you're here okay, good stuff. Thankfully we're an hour in. That would have been an interesting way to end it though. Um I do that every single night. It's this new computer. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Still alive. Better than being dead. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good stuff, James. Um, I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, Jim left. Where the hell did Jim go? Um, no, I, I. they won't be, Daniel. I mean, I'd be very surprised. I don't know what there is to sell. First of all, I mean, even if this team doesn't perform for the next two months and is 10 under, I don't think you can sell. Not with this. No, not with the investment they've made. Not with the desire to sell tickets. I don't know what there is to sell. What would you sell off? Like in this fake theoretical world that nobody wants to envision, what would you sell off? I mean, I I can't, I don't know what I would sell off. I mean, there's no real pieces to sell off. Um, I guess some of the veterans starting pitching, you'd sell off like a Waka, like a Lugo. You could sell off. That's about it. I mean, I'm not selling off any of these real contracts. Um, yeah, there's nothing. No, 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 Um, Snell, yes. Hater, if you have visions of extending them, of course not. And then Soto, no chance in hell. So Snell, yes. Yeah, you're right. Snell's a good one. Um. <laughs> thank you, Hayden. Yeah, the hater thing, though, is like, it sounds like they've at least had real discussions with his representation to keep him. But, you know, if you're 10, 12 under, I guess, at the deadline, and at that point, of closure is not helping you. But then you got to think about 2024 when you have a lot of these players back. But, um, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, I promise you people would want hater. Um, I don't think Snell has any value on an expiring deal. I think he's, if you're 10, 12 under and Snell's been blah, I don't think he has any real value. I mean, I think a contender would take a flyer on him, but I don't think you get much for him. Because I just, I mean, we've seen it. We watch it. These teams aren't stupid. They watch it too. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Again, if you're 12 under, I don't think they sell. I, I just don't. I think even if they were 10 or 12 under, I don't think they sell. I think they maybe add a you know marginal piece backup catcher reliever and say hey we need to play better and we have the ability to do it we have the roster to do it and we're not going to make wholesale changes and we'll ride out the last 60 games that'd be my guess if but yeah is this danger time yeah because you're five under and you can't let it get to 10 under you just can't that's the way i see it yeah you're right and Snell's also you know being ineffective at times and throwing a lot of pitches basically every time he's been out there. But yeah, the offense hasn't helped Blake Snell, but Blake Snell hasn't helped Blake Snell, to be honest with you. I mean, retool as in double down, as in add if they're 10 under. I don't know how much adding you're doing if you're 10 under. I think if they're 500, if they're a game over, if they're a game under. I mean, you're tempted to put more chips in because you've already put a lot of chips in. Um, So that might be, you know, that's a little rare. I think most teams that are 500 aren't, like, doubling down. But I think this team, to some extent, could could throw more chips in if they're 500 or a game over at the deadline because what other option do they have? You know, they're already investing heavily, so why not try to improve it even if you haven't had a great, you know, 100 games? That's how I look at it. <sighs> Um, Is it time to focus on bringing up talent from the minors and stop bringing veteran older players onto the Padres team? I mean, to some extent it's, it's about having the right mix. You know, I, I'm not opposed to them, you know, looking at triple a, they, they don't have a lot of talent in triple a or double a, they, in terms of high ceiling prospect talent, most of that's in single a or even below um, like Ethan Salas, who I guess isn't single a, right? I don't even know where the hell he is, but um. You know, you're just replacing parts if you're turning over catcher with whatever you have at AAA or turning over center field with whatever you have at AAA. It's not like you have some top outfield prospect or some top catching prospect in the high levels of the minor leagues, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this Sunday evening here, Memorial Day weekend. Um, If you are here, please subscribe. Really do appreciate the subscriptions. Please subscribe if you are here. We're trying to get to 5,000 sooner rather than later, and we need your help. So if you're here live or on replay, please do subscribe. Please smash the like button for us uh, as well. Please follow me on Twitter, at John Schaefer, and please support our partners. Mark Nimitz, our title sponsor. Mark Nimitz, if you have auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance needs, renter's insurance, whatever it is, get in contact with Mark. There is a link. Down below in the description, our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, Ora, ORA.organic, local company, their co founder, Wills of San Diegan. They've got offices right here in San Diego. They have a Memorial Day 25% off offer going on right now at Ora.organic. Click the link in the description down below. Underdog Fantasy, we've told you about them. And they're basically giving you half of a pick-em win right now for tomorrow. So go to underdogfancy.com, use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Also, if you want that Fernando Tatis Jr., big head bobble. Let me pull this up one more time. That fits the screen perfectly. Click the link pinned in the top of the chat. There are only 222 of these. This will sell out. Use promo code. What is the promo code? wrap-up show 10 <laughs> wrap-up show 10 and get 10 percent off your entire order that's in all caps wrap-up show one zero percent off your order wrap-up show one zero percent off your order click the link pinned at the top of the chats um all right guys uh everyone have a good rest of the weekend we will catch up on tuesday join us on the radio tuesday at 3 p.m we will get you ready for um this Padres Marlins series, which is critically important, obviously, with the way the Padres have played, losing another series, this time in New York to the Yankees, heading for Miami, where they will play Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before coming home for a six-game homestand. We will see you on Tuesday. There was no show Monday because of Memorial Day and because there's no game, but we will see you um, on Tuesday, 3 p.m. on the radio, then post-game Tuesday night as well, something like 9.30 or so Pacific. All right, for Jim, who wasn't here, I'm John. It's been The Wrap-Up
0: Show. Thanks, guys.